0: We've got Broncos and Rough Riders meeting out west, but will we see a shootout on Saturday? If it's anything like last year's matchup, the end zone will look more like a ghost town than a Clint Eastwood movie, but either way, we're in for a competitive duel between Roosevelt and Brandeis. We'll have both head coaches join us on today's show as we preview this District 28-6A tilt. Five players to watch, keys to the game, and predictions. It's all coming up on episode six of the Alamo Football Lounge. will be just the second time the Broncos have played Roosevelt, and uh, that was last year when the Rough Riders won by a score of 10-7. to The two schools, of course, are now in the same district, so we should see plenty more dramatic games in the future, and uh, I definitely think we'll see a close one on Saturday. Uh, Roosevelt is 3-2 with wins against Laredo Alexander, San Antonio Lee, and MacArthur. Uh, their two losses came against quality teams in East central and Madison. Um, so Roosevelt's a good team. Uh, they like to run the ball behind a veteran offensive line. Uh, there's some skill players that are capable of making big plays and a solid defense, uh, anchored by a dynamic young sophomore linebacker who, uh, is going to be all over the field on Saturday night. Um, Meanwhile, Brandeis is coming off its first and only loss of the season, uh, dropping a district matchup against Johnson. Uh, I believe the score was 28-22 to 22 on that one. Um, the Broncos were without starting quarterback J.C. Evans, and we do not know if the uh, rising star will be suiting up on Saturday. So uh, that's going to be a big, big variable in this one. Um, if he's not playing, you know, this already difficult matchup is going to be that much more challenging. Um, and, and that's not to say, you know, he's the, he was going to be the deciding factor in this game because Brandeis is talented at every position on the field and can win regardless of who they have starting at quarterback. Um, but I, I do think Evans uh, kind of takes this team to the next level when he is on the field. Um, okay, so we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will break down the top five players to watch. Between Roosevelt and Brandeis. Support for the Alamo Football Lounge comes from Bayer Kalachis making Czech Texan Kalachis in Bayer County. Varieties are inspired by the land and culture like pecan cream. Mexican chocolate, and brisket clobus neck made with smoked brisket from 2M Smokehouse with their spicy sweet sauce. Orders can be placed for takeout, curbside, and delivery at bearkolaches.com. As an added bonus, if you go to their website and enter the promo code MASON, you get 10% off your order. Believe me, there is no better way to start your game day than grabbing some of these incredible kolaches and a nice cup of coffee before heading out to the stadium. That's BearKalaches.com, promo code Mason. Okay, so let's move on to the top five players to watch in this Saturday's matchup. Um, But I'm actually going to start with an honorable mention. Um, I know it's kind of cheating, but uh, I'm going to uh, tab Zacchaeus Anderson, the honorable mention for this game. Um, This is a first-team all-district offensive lineman from a year ago, and he's a huge part of the success for this Roosevelt ground attack. He's mobile enough for these coaches to pull him, to send him to the next level, to block linebackers, uh, and and yet strong enough to put bigger defensive tackles on their backs. He's 6'4", 265, and a great pass blocker as well. Uh, Just overall a very important piece of this Rough Rider offense, and uh, they're going to need him to play well against a tough Brandeis front seven. Okay, so now we'll move into the top five players to watch, and uh, this is going to start with Roosevelt linebacker Roman Salazar. Salazar is the glue of this Rough Rider defense. He's a high IQ player. Um, He has elite play recognition, and he can kind of sense where the play is going before the ball is even snapped. Uh, He's got a nose for the ball, wraps up well. Um, He's on the varsity wrestling team. And he's one of those guys that just craves that contact, you know. Um, he's looking to take you down, and it's, it's going to be fascinating to see him square off against one of the better running backs in the district, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay, at number four, we'll go with Brandeis receiver Julian Isagire. 17 catches, 218 yards, and a couple of touchdowns to this point in the season. He's a go-to guy on the perimeter for the Bronco quarterbacks. They like to get him the ball in a variety of ways, on sweeps, on screen passes, and of course, running routes downfield. He's got reliable hand, uh, breakaway speed, and could be a big factor in converting on third downs and in the red zone. Coming in at number three, um, we'll go with Brandeis quarterback Aiden Inesta Rodriguez. He's probably the most dynamic player on the field, not just on Saturday, but uh, pretty much every week, no matter who he's playing. Um, He's a lockdown corner with 4-3 speed, but he plays a huge role in the field position game as the Broncos' primary kick returner. Um, He's a threat to score on every return, and even when he's not finding the end zone, he's still capable of setting up the offense near midfield in that range, and that just makes the quarterback's job so much easier, trying to march the offense down into scoring position, especially against good defenses uh, like Roosevelt's. Inesta Rodriguez may not see a lot of action in the passing game, but he'll provide run support where he can and then uh, be a big factor on special teams as well. Moving on to number two, we'll go with Roosevelt running back Brennan Carroll. uh, Just a sophomore, Carroll is averaging 8.5 yards per carry, rushing 67 times for 559 yards and four touchdowns. Of course, you have to give some of that credit to the Roosevelt offensive line. But Carroll is a really shifty runner who's tough to bring down. Um, He's especially dangerous because he's so patient. He waits for lanes to open up and explodes through them and uh, makes sharp cuts upfield. He's a talented back with a natural feel for the position. And he's going to be vital to Roosevelt's success, not only on Saturday, but in the years to come. And the number one player to watch on Saturday for me is going to be Brandeis running back Christopher Rodriguez. That's right. No quarterbacks in this top five for the first week. I've been leaning too heavily on them. (laughs) Uh, So Rodriguez, you know, he's not the biggest guy on the field, but he is a powerful runner. Um, And he varies from other backs in that he's more of a vertical runner. He's a one cut back who's looking to turn up field in a hurry. Doesn't run toward the sidelines. He's a north and south guy. And and that's important for Brandeis uh, because he's not going to be a player who tries to do too much. He's going to pick up five or six yards and just keep the chains moving. And he's got good speed and strong legs that he uses to push the pile forward. So he's reliable in short yardage situations, but can also break off a big run if you're not willing to wrap up. Um, Brandeis is going to lean on him to keep the offense moving, especially if J.C. Evans isn't able to play. And uh, that's why he's going to be number one on my list of players to watch on Saturday. All right, coming up next, we will have Roosevelt coach Matt Carroll on to talk about what the Rough Riders need to do in order to ensure a victory this week. Sitting at 3-2 and 2-1 two and two and in district play, what have you learned about your team a quarter of the way into the season? Would you say this group has cultivated its own identity?
1: you know that's it's funny you say that because that's kind of like what we started off the year talking about you know is it's a new group it's a younger team uh and so trying to identify ourselves you know what are we who are we uh what do we want to look like what do we want to do and so we've been actually spending a little time trying to figure that out and uh i think we're closer to knowing that style of team i think that's what over the last you know few weeks what we have accomplished is kind of developing an identity a little bit and and what we want to be. And, and uh, we've shipped some folks around and try to get guys in the right spot. You know, you only have two non-district games and, and then you got to try to get everybody in the right spot and with a very young team at that. So uh, I think that's been kind of what we've been working on. And I think we've got a closer, uh, a bigger handle on it than what we had at the beginning and, and can kind of start to see where, where we need to be.
0: Yeah, and uh, offensive line play is so critical in your offense. How would you evaluate your group up to this point in the season?
1: Well, it's kind of good because that that was kind of where our experience was. You know, we're we're young all across the board everywhere else. And and then our experience came from, you know, we have – Three guys who were three year starters, uh, you know, uh, Jacob Young, Caleb Molina, and, and Zacchaeus Anderson. And so, you know, we relied heavily on those guys to kind of help kind of pave the way to, you know, for our, our young running back, young quarterbacks, and, and uh, everything else. And so uh, I think they, you know, it's been a challenge for them as well, you know, because they're having to, you know, uh, bear a lot of the load and, and trying to get us going. But I think now that folks are kind of selling in and, and coming into their, to their own, it's kind of helped those guys out as well.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, you guys don't sling the ball around too, too much, but Andrew price has been the go-to target, uh, and it has been extremely reliable on the outside. What makes him so successful as a receiver?
1: I tell you he he is a very dynamic player and, and uh we 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 have him at receiver but but the kid is good you know, he can he can play in the backfield. I mean he can play at wide, he can play defense, he's just and he's a kid that just loves the game too. There's never a bad day in practice with that kid. He comes, he just loves playing the sport of football and and uh he's a great kid and, and uh he's he's very uh, elusive uh he's a strong kid he's got great speed i mean and, and most of all he's a he's a team player you know he's just kind of where what do you need me coaching and so we've been able to build on him and he's definitely came on the scene for us and and uh a guy that we feel like we need to get touches
0: uh and of course Brennan has also had a great year rushing for over eight yards a carry and four touchdowns what have you seen from him during his uh junior campaign
1: well it's takes and he's actually he's actually a sophomore so
0: oh it's a sophomore okay
1: <laughs> so but you know he's definitely one of those guys I mean he his only experience right now is freshman football and so oh. uh, we did things at the beginning of the year just not dump on his plate right away and you got guys like Sean Malcolm who came over from defense and got a start at the beginning of the year and, and carried a lot of the load. And, and uh, you know, Dante Sees is back there with him. But just an opportunity for him to kind of develop and mature a little bit and, and uh, grow into that role. And, and uh, you know, that, that transition from freshman football to varsity football. Uh, at the 6a level and so we've been very pleased with him as as he's coming along and he seems to be getting a little bit better and more confident with each game and and so we we hope this the ceiling the sky's the limit for him so we'll, we'll keep
0: watching him develop and uh defensively who have been some of the standouts for you this season
1: well, you always if talk about defense. You always got to start with Roman Salazar. You know, he's a kid that's a sophomore, played every game for us last year, and he's our Mike linebacker, and uh, he just kind of holds everything steady there in the middle of the field with the front guys. And then Johnny Quarterway is our safety, uh with Turner for us, and he kind of takes care of the kind of the quarterback of the secondary. Kind of gets everybody lined up. Those two guys have done an impeccable job of just kind of. You know, kept kept trying to anchor in what what we like in our style of defensive play at Roosevelt High School. They kind of set a good presence for what that's supposed to look like. And then we've got some young kids. You know, uh, you got the senior, you know, uh, uh, Bello, who's coming in, and he he's been a he's been a nice surprise for us and coming on and getting things done. Uh, Dallin Hunter, who comes in at nose guard. Um, and then, of course, Kenny Ray, the other end. So that defensive front, we're rolling a few guys through that deal. You know, DeMarcus Dilworth, a lot of guys rotating through there that that are really kind of developing. Again, they were young, you know, some sophomores in that deal, but they're but they're coming into it and getting it figured out. And then you cannot talk about LeVon Williams on the outside, who feels like he gives us some security in our secondary on um, being able to to match up with the, the, the top receivers and being able to kind of try to find a way to eliminate those guys from the game and, and uh, make things normal for
0: us. Yeah and uh, Brandeis is obviously a very good football team but uh, coming off their first loss of the season what are some of the things they do particularly well that you'll have to pay special attention to this week?
1: Well I think first and foremost is they're they're coached extremely well you know we have a ton of respect for, for Charlie Bruce over there and and uh, that new staff coming in and what they do with those kids. And so that that's number one, you know, that, you know, on Friday on Saturday night that they're going to come well prepared. Um, and then, then again, I, I think what they've done well is is having those kids in a position to expect to win. And so those kids play really hard. They expect to win. And, and uh, that's something we'll have to compete with over here to make sure that we're in the same mindset, but um they do a lot of stuff. They run the ball. They, they they there's a lot of things that are very similar to us. When you watch them, we have a lot of similarities. Uh they they're gonna like to run the ball. Uh they've got a couple of big old uh H backs and tight ends that, you know, that that pave the way for, you know, they got a smaller size running back, much like we do. And and uh the Rodriguez kid, and, he, and he's really good. He's a strong kid, you know, his size doesn't matter. I mean he he's a really good uh running back and and um, they do a good job with him behind those big boys and getting down in the middle line, and they're physical and aggressive, and so uh, we'll need to come out and make sure that we're matching their physicality and, and uh, you know challenge those guys and try to get ourselves in a position to be
0: successful. If it comes down to one or two things to get this win against Brandeis, what are what are the non-negotiables y'all have to take care of to earn the W?
1: Well, uh, I think there's like two that we're kind of focused on this week is is we got to take care of the football. Um, you know, we just cannot afford to, uh, to give the ball up and our possessions are going to be huge and what we do with it. And so we, we, we got to avoid any type of turnover or anything like that. Uh, second thing is, I think we've got to be very disciplined. Uh, we've got to be very disciplined. We can't, we can't self-inflict uh, pain on ourselves with, you know, 15 yard penalties and, and different things like that that set us back in the hole or put us in the, you know, abnormal situations, you know, first and fifteens and things like that. We have to be really sharp about what we're doing and, and be disciplined in and, and our way of playing. Uh I know I said two, but then the, the third thing is probably uh gotta be great on our special teams. We feel like this is a game when games are this tight and the teams are this close. Uh, the special team play is going to play a big part, and so we want to be really good in the special teams department this week. And we're spending a lot of time on that, and making sure we can be solid in that regards.
0: Well, uh, thanks again so much for your time, Coach. I really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck this week. Thanks
1: a lot. We appreciate it.
0: We'll take a quick break, and uh, then we'll have Brandeis head coach Charlie Bruce come on the show to go over the keys to victory for the Broncos. <laughs> First loss of the season always stings, of course. Uh, But how have your players responded in practice so far? What's the energy been like in the locker room?
2: Oh, the energy's been great. We realized that at the end of that game that there are certain things that we didn't do as well as we could have. And uh, the best way to rebound is to, to get back in the game, you know, and do what we do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, turning to this week, uh, what have been some of the focus areas you feel that your team needs to improve on the most from last week over to this week?
2: Well, it's just consistency, you know, doing things right, um, making sure that we understand what our assignments are and doing those jobs to the best of our abilities.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, this was a matchup uh, Roosevelt took last year, and it was a low-scoring game, just 10-7. to 7. Um, Based on the turnover on both rosters and what you've seen so far this season, are you expecting a similar style of game this year, or do you think it might trend more toward a shootout?
2: Ugh, that's a great question. Um, I would like it to be a low-scoring game you know, um, in some aspects. And in other aspects, I like it to be a high-scoring game. It's like a double-edged sword. Um, I like to say just at the end of the week, we want to be 1-0. You know, however it washes out, we like to be 1-0 at the end of the week.
0: Absolutely. Um, Christopher Rodriguez is already over 500 yards on the ground with seven touchdowns. What has he meant to your offense in terms of establishing the run but also setting up the pass?
2: Well, the great thing with him, you know, he's a spark plug. You know, um, he gets us going. He's a high-energy player. Um, He's an outstanding young man on top of it. And once he gets rolling, you know, it kind of helps establish the offensive run game.
0: You know, your secondary has been able to cause a lot of problems for opposing offenses. Uh, You've got some really talented players uh, sprinkled around there. What's been the reason behind the success of that group in particular so far this season?
2: Well, I feel like – our defense coordinator, which is Coach Maddox, and then, you know, our secondary coach along with all the other coaches because the D-line's getting pressure. You know, the linebackers are either dropping the coverage or getting, getting pressure. I think it's just it's the whole team concept. It's just everybody being involved in it.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, Roosevelt obviously leans heavily on that rushing attack. Uh, what's going to be the key to disrupting their offense this week?
2: I think just playing sound football, you know, and doing your job every play, and not trying to um, cover up somebody else. Just doing your job.
0: And is there a, a certain non-negotiable that you guys have? Uh, uh, like, if we need to do this, or else we d- we're not winning this week. Uh, we need to stop this particular thing, or we need to execute this particular thing. Is there anything like that that you guys have a non-negotiable in order to win? <sighs>
2: Well, I think that one of our main non-negotiable is, is, you know, we're in a textile defense. And if your number is called, then you need to go and go full speed. T-
0: talk to me about your offensive line play uh, so far this season. What have you seen from them?
2: Oh, they've grown every year. I mean, every, every, year, every week. Um, it's been tremendous. I was down watching them this um, Monday and watching their growth and how they move and how they're in sync and move as one is phenomenal um i'm looking forward to see what they look like at the end of the year it's been great
0: well thanks again so much for your time i really appreciate it coach and best of luck this week no
2: problem i appreciate
0: you thank Mm. you so much and that will take us to the keys to the game and prediction time uh last week i fell below 500 once again uh (laughs) i'm two and three now i picked burbank to upset brackenridge and that definitely did not happen (laughs) uh This week, it's going to be all about who executes the keys to the game, uh, which in my eyes, start with the ability to convert on short yardage situations. Both teams run the ball extremely well, and I think there's going to be a ton of third and three, third and four type of situations, um, along with third and goal and fourth and goal type of situations. So, um, you know, teams that pass a lot often find themselves in third and long situations, obviously because of incompletions. Uh, but these teams run the ball so effectively. I don't think we're going to see too many third and tens. Um, So which defenses can come up with a big stop on third and three and fourth and two. And going off of that, I think the second key to the game is going to be winning that field position battle. We talked about the importance of special teams. Uh, we talked about the uh, Broncos dynamic kick returner, Aiden and Rodriguez, and then converting on short yardage situations. So the teams that do get a stop when the other team goes for it on fourth and one at the 50 yard line, you know, that's going to be the team that puts itself in a great position to win this game. At the end of the day, I think Brandeis evens the series at one apiece. Um, You know, there's no shortage of question marks on this team, but I think they have a slight talent advantage and just a really vicious defense that will give them the edge in a close one. I don't think it's going to be as low scoring as last year, but I'd be surprised if this was a shootout. Um, I'm going to go 24-17 Broncos in a really exciting game. And that's going to do it for week six of the Alamo Football Lounge podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this show, please hit that subscribe button and feel free to follow at Zach Mason Sports on Twitter and Instagram for the latest in San Antonio high school sports. Until next time, enjoy the game, eat some bear kolaches, and uh, we'll see you next week.